The following is a presentation of the Pro Wrestling Report, TV and radio. Informative, entertaining, and real since 1998. Matthew O. Thomas. Ah. Matthew O. Thomas. I am the man they call O'Meathead or Meathead O'Shaughnessy. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that one better. Meathead O'Shaughnessy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know how I've made it through today, but I am sober enough to do this show tonight. Fantastic. That's all that matters, right? Are you one of the guys that gets up at 6 o'clock in the morning and has corned beef and hash and haggis? On March 17th every no, year? I push, it, I, I, I push it back to about 7.30. You push it back to about 7.30. You're one of the late mm-hmm. arrivals. That's right. I want to get my, my beauty sleep. Mm-hmm. First time I ever went out, I was I didn't go out when I was 21. <coughs> Excuse me, way too much drinking today. Um, first time I went out, I wasn't 21, I was 22. I was driving in a, uh, what was I driving in? An 89 Escort with uh, one bumper. No front panel, no you know, no grill, no front bumper, no back bumper. Crunched in quarter panel. I paid 250 bucks for it. I bought it used for 250 bucks. The hood never latched on. I'm driving. The hood pops up on the freeway. I'm driving. Looking, you know that gap for where the hood connects to the car and where uh-huh. the car is. I'm driving on the freeway, looking underneath that thing, going, "Ah, we'll be fine. Shut up." <laughs> the guy in the passenger seat is sucking on his thumb. The good times. That's that's all you need. That is all I need. Uh, Matthew, Nitro, let's talk about it. Uh, we have just come off of another pay-per-view, and um, Uncensored was what it was. Um, the NWO won, technically, and now they get the challenge for any belt at any time. Your thoughts? Yeah, I think it was reasonable. It's kind of ridiculous having us – a faction as big as the NWO and not being able to, uh, you know, challenge for any belts. I, I think that what needed to happen happened, and I think uh, Incentive was a really, really good pay-per-view. They did a really good job from top to bottom, a uh, very explosive finish, uh, appearance by Rodman. Uh, I was really impressed with what, what they brought to the table. Okay. Yeah, the the Rodman stuff was – makes you wonder if he's got a no-contact clause because he really mm-hmm. kind of stayed out of the way, got in. He did the physical contact, but he never allowed anybody to strike him. <clears throat> so you got to wonder if there's a no-contact clause here. But they start off the show tonight, obviously going over everything from last night's WCW Uncensored. Opening match, Ray uh, Mysterio Jr. defeating Psychosis with the springboard Her and Karana. Uh, 
I don't understand Larry Zabisco sometimes. Some of the things that he says is funny, but he opened up by saying that St. Patrick actually led all the snakes to the NWO and not to the ocean, as the legend has it. Do you know the legend of St. Patrick? Uh, I'm, I'm vaguely familiar with it. Um, it's something to do with Whacking Day, I think, in the Simpsons world. <laughs> you know, where, uh, my darling, uh, and then they start beating all the snakes with their their uh, whacking sticks. Well, Whacking Day sounds like a, a holiday you can get behind. Well, <laughs> you don't want me on Whacking Day behind you, that's for sure. <laughs> no, indeed. <laughs> Indeed. Rey Mysterio Jr. with the victory in a, a very solid match, obviously, as well. Now, in the aisle, me, Gene Okerlund with Arn Anderson. Now, Gene says that Arn would normally be out with the rest of the horsemen, horsemen but not tonight. A lot of, not a lot of people know uh, what's been going on in Arn's life over the last 90 days or so. Arn is hurt, and uh, Gene thinks that he should share the information. Arn is happy, obviously, to see the Stinger come home last night and turns it back to himself. Now, around Halloween Havoc, he suffered a very bad neck injury. He needs to have his fifth, sixth, and seventh vertebrae fused. That's causing paralysis in his hand. Yikes. Wow. Some pretty um, serious stuff. Arn, yeah. Arn, um, you know, has been putting it off. Obviously, because 10 years ago, his grandmother was sick with cancer, and she fought so hard because she wanted to see Arn becoming a mature adult that could care for his family. Well, that's nice to know, Arn. Thank you very much. Uh, he made it, and she passed on a piece. Now, Arn says the horsemen are also his family. was hanging on until they were stable and no longer in disarray. Now, the horsemen have been working as a well-oiled team, and Flair is back from his injury to keep things in order. So, uh, Arn may be done. This may be the end of Arn Anderson. Your thoughts on Arn's promo tonight? Uh, what a, a sort of career, if that's the case. And I mean, the four horsemen will never be the same. That is one of the quintessential foundation members right there. And just uh, this is a potentially historic announcement if it shakes out to be, uh, unfortunately, what it looks like. Back to uh, Uncensored last night and Tony talking about Randy Savage ignoring the existence of DDP. Um, I thought that was fantastic. Um, it was Kimberly, and I believe it was was a Playboy or was it Hustler? I thought it was Hustler. No, I think, I think it was uh, – or Penthouse. Penthouse. It might have been Penthouse. Mm-hmm. Um, Penthouse was the one kind of in the middle. Yeah, because if it were Hustler, you know, Larry Flint, uh, he he likes his magazine a little more raunchy than, say, Hugh Hefner in Playboy because every girl in Playboy has got to have a little pubic dusting on the top, even if they're clean-shaven. DDP defeats Max with the diamond cutter in a minute and a half. 90 seconds for him to lay out Max with his diamond cutter while he's thinking of the Macho Man. Now, Mean Gene is in the aisle talking to DDP and talking about what Savage and Liz did. And Liz, for the first time uh, that I can recall, acting as a true heel last night, you know, um, when it came to Kimberly. Um, They did Kimberly a favor, according to them, and she's quite happy with what happened. Now, if Paige wants a match, sanctioned or no sanctioned, you know, it can happen. He also asked Liz if he should give him a match right now, and Paige is down for that. Now, Savage asked Liz if she should grant the match later instead as they're talking up in the uh, rafters here. But Paige wants it now, goes running through the crowd, but Liz and Savage escape before he can get there. Uh, oh, yeah, brother, should we give you a match? Yeah. Your thoughts? Yeah, yeah, I think this is a really, this feed has a really good potential. This is one of the most intriguing feuds I've seen WCW produce in quite some time. This this is really where you have the chance to use the NWO to put somebody new over. And when when I see Savage and 
and DDP go back and forth, I forget it's an NWO feud. It's such a good dynamic between these two guys, and it's been done Absolutely. so well thus far that uh, this is one of the best things. This and Guerrero Malenko, to me, are the two of the best things going in WCW right now. Absolutely. Conan and Hugh Morris defeat Joe Gomez and the Renegade when Morris pins Gomez with the no laughing matter. Boy, you know, I thought so highly of Joe Gomez and Renegade after they were out on a beach with uh, me, Gene Okerlund, and Hacksaw Jim Duggan and uh, Glacier, <laughs> and uh, which is ironic because I thought he would have melted. And uh, Disco Inferno, and I think it was Shark Boy, too, was there um, yeah. Yeah. on the beach for the promo. But Conan and Hugh Morris with the victory in tag team action. Um, Matthew, any thoughts on this one at all? Uh, no, this is just kind of there. You know, it didn't really do a, a ton for me. And again, WCW just kind of has their fill, filler spots, and that's kind of what this felt like. Scotty Riggs gets defeated by Dean Malenko while he's rolled up after just a couple minutes of action here. Very fast matches tonight. Um, Dean Malenko retaining the United States Championship. Thoughts on uh, Scotty charges. Uh, but Dean catches him, you know, and obviously gets the roll-up. Now, Dean calls for six and says he wants the Cruiserweight belt as well. And then we take a look at the Valvoline replay before going on a break. <laughs> so Dean Malenko wants to be a United States champion and a Cruiserweight champion. Have you, in your in your time, known these two belts to have meshed so well right now? Dean Malenko could probably go back and forth, be Cruiserweight, could be U.S., Cruiserweight, yeah. U.S. It works. And again, I like it because it doesn't necessarily limit the cruiserweights. It makes the division feel very important. If you just had a cruiserweight division and the guys never wrestled anybody up a weight class or they never wrestled anything other than non-cruiserweight matches, I think it would feel a lot like double-A baseball. But the fact that they're able to mesh this and say these guys are actually you know, contenders in other divisions, even though they're you know, technically cruiserweights, I think there's a, a lot of potential there. Lex Luger and the Giants in tag team action with a victory over T. Rantula and Knuckles Nelson. You know, it's T. Rantula, right? Mm-hmm. You put the T and the Rantula uh-huh. together again. Yeah, T. Rantula. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like if you went to a movie that was called Dr. Acula. <gasps> Dracula. <laughs> I get it. How about that? Yep. Wah, 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 wah. Um, yeah. Luger obviously almost took out the NWO last night all by himself. Now, Lex and the Giant head up the ramp where they met by me and Gene Okerlund. They talk about the great news from last night. It's the singer came back home to WCW. Um, <laughs> Lex says he believes in Santa Claus, the Leprechaun, the Easter Bunny, and the Tooth Fairy, as the thing reaffirmed Lex's faith in WCW Mankind and all of the fans. We've talked about this a few times, and especially at Uncensored last week. Lex is sitting there staring into the monitor. You, I mean, you can't help but notice that he's looking down to a little you know, hand monitor, probably on a folding chair, while he's oiling himself, flexing, and then he he's practiced two dollar words. Yeah. I just want to see dude come out and beat people up. I don't know if I necessarily want to mm-hmm. hear him talk. It just it seems so forced, and it seems to not necessarily mesh with the character. It seems very incongruent. It seems very what, Lex? Incon- <laughs> incongruent. Incongruent. <laughs> incongruent. Are you flexing while you said that? Of course, of course. More looks at Uncensored from last night, this time chronicling Glacier and Mortis. Martial arts battle. Now, Mortis looked good, but Glacier won. Now, after the match, a giant man was brought up by James Vandenberg, and they put the beat down on Glacier. 
Glacier has not been touched yet up until last night. Ultimate Dragon defeats Bobby Eaton with a top rope Frankensteiner. Again, very quick match, a minute, minute and a half, roughly. The Dragon's celebrating in the ring when the NWO music fires up, and here comes Hollywood Hogan leading all the brothers down the aisle. Eric up first, tells his hands they are welcome. Another big win for the NWO. The rule supreme and have the power, and with the dirt dog, Dennis Rodman, they shall rule for all eternity. Yeah. Your thoughts on the NWO promo here, interrupting what probably could have been match of the year with uh, <laughs> Ultimate Dragon. Well, Bobby Eaton's trying to get ready for that cruiserweight division, right? Isn't that kind of what this is teasing? You know, he's trying to no, wrestle Bobby down in the... No, Bobby eight cruiserweights. You're getting it confused. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I, Our I number two. Really trying to make... Yeah, they're just really, really trying to have these NWO segments pop up, you know, anywhere they feel like it. So that's kind of what this was. Fair enough. Our number two, we got Shivani, we got Tanae, we got Heenan. Uh, more talk about the Stinger and Spring Stampede and how six months of questions about Stinger finally answered. Six months of questions about the Stinger, huh? Yeah, that's, that's about it, right? Now, the NWO obviously cocky because they have the car blanche <clears throat> after last night. Um, Jeff Jarrett and Steve Mongo McMichael of the Four Horsemen defeat Alex Wright and Mark Starr when Jarrett makes Starr submit to the figure four. Jarrett, uh, I don't know. It's, I mean, I know he's trying to emulate Ric Flair, but do you think it's a little too much doing his moves, the whole works? I, I don't know. I I don't mind Jared as much as I do McMichael. I just feel like McMichael is the is that is that obtuse piece in the whole horseman puzzle. Is that gap tooth in the smile of the horseman? Is that what you said? That's pretty much it. Yep. It's that big floppy horse pile. Mm-hmm. After the break, Gene gets up with Deborah, Jarrett, and Mongo. All right, let me ask you this. You've got issues listening to Mongo cut promos and Mongo be in the ring. Who would you rather hear in a, uh, a promo off, Deborah or Mongo McMichael? Unfortunately, Mongo. Unfortunately, Mongo. Uh, Gene informs us that the horseman will be taking on public enema at Spring Stampede. Now, Deborah says she doesn't like to brag, but that she thinks Jeff Jarrett makes a great horseman, and she speaks the truth. She's beautiful, intelligent, has money, and is part of a winning combination. Now, Jarrett says that Flair backed him six months ago, and he proved Flair right. Now, at Spring Stampede, they will prove the public enema. The level below the horseman. Mongo takes the fans to task for booing Deborah, says she has more class than all of them put together. Tells Grunge and Rock to bring the buffet table to the pay-per-view, catering, that is, because he will eat public enemy tartare. Ooh, again, I, I, I feel like they're in the back combing through a you know, thesaurus looking for words to use in wrestling promos. Do you think there's a WCW thesaurus? Uh, I'm having a hard time saying it too. All the you know Irish whiskey today. So source. <laughs> I, I think so, and I think it's a constant battle to get out of Alexa's hands. Probably. Do you think he puts them in the rack when they touch it? <laughs> or no, I think he puts the source in a rack, a book rack that is, magazine rack. Uh, yeah, that didn't come out quite as planned, but never mind. <laughs> Scotty Norton defeats it's a Chavo magazine rack Jr. And a yeah, we're going to put that one back to the uh, end of the episode here. With a power bomb uh, in about two and a half minutes, one of the longer matches of the night. Two and a half minutes. Yikes. Uh, we get a lockup, and Norton tosses Chavo off. Now, Tanae says that Norton is part of the NWO's international contingent. The NWO has an international contingent? Come on, Tanae. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? Anything? No, I mean, I feel like you've got your team of 
your kind of B team of NWO with Scott Norton and IRS or, v, or Wall Street and uh, Big Bubba and who Big Bubba? Yep, it's just you've got your NWO light, you know. And uh, that's the it, you know it's like them advertising NWO. Wait, wait, for NWO light birthday party. Just one calorie, not yeah. NWO enough. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, the NWO, they're going to make an appearance at your local car dealership, and it's Scott Norton. Oh, boy. <coughs> well, NWO uh, still on the show, and now the NWO A-team, Outsiders, defeats Mike Enos and Buck House Buck. Mike Enos and Buck House Buck. This is the longest match of the night at five minutes long. Five mm. minutes Five minutes, Matthew. It was a squash and made Nash look like a killer, obviously. It was a sort of an odd that the Outsiders worked, you know, kind of a face gimmick, but uh, it was so short that people really didn't catch on to it. Any thoughts over uh, the Outsiders and uh, Enos and Buckhouse Buck? I think Mike Enos and Buckhouse Buck are going to be your two next NWO members. Yikes. On the C team. Main event, Steiner Brothers wrestles the Harlem Heat to a no contest when the NWO interferes uh, about three minutes in. Now, uh, Booker goes to the eyes to stop a bunch of flurries. The announcers are just talking about Sting and Scott tags in. He hits belly to belly. Uh, they're brawl out there while Scott beats on Booker in the ring, but all of a sudden the NWO hit the ring. Huge brawl. Hall and Nash work over Rick on the floor. Hogan is leaning the beat down in the ring. The crowd is calling for Sting, but they get Luger and Giant instead. Uh, the WCW starts to even the score and clear the NWO. Here comes the six WCW defenders standing tall in the ring. The camera pans up and Sting repels from the roof to a monster pop. Sting repels down. Hogan is locked in on Sting as he points back directly at Hollywood. The stare down continues. Uh, wow. Dude, Sting literally just repelled from the top of the building. Where did that mm-hmm. come from? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's money right there. That's that's how we ended the pay-per-view last night, and that's what we – I think that that's your – you can't do it every single show, but I think Let's you hope can get some knowledge out of it. Yeah. And, again, you know, Sting, according to the story we're being told, Sting is now officially a WCW guy. So he's, you know, he's basically shown everybody where he stands, <coughs> and he's going after Hogan. Overall thoughts on the show, Matthew? You know, it really felt somewhat non-important. I think we have a lot of times after these pay-per-views that should be a hot nitro to follow, we get a lot of inconsequential matches. And just going over the recap there. I thought you were going to say continents. We had Dragon. I mean, just, just listen to the, the rundown. It's, I mean, Ultimo Dragon wrestling Bobby Eden and Buck has Buck and Scott Norton and blah, blah, blah. A lot of a lot of semi-squash matches. And, I mean, you have people like, you know, Bobby Eden and Greg Valentine that should be – that are big names, but WCW uses them in enhancement roles right now. So it's a way of having recognizable names, but really, you know, having a show consisting mainly of squash matches, and that's kind of what we had tonight. Well, we're going to start building Spring Stampede coming up soon. So, folks, uh, big week we're going to put up – Big, big, um, what did they call those things, uh, a bookmark right in the uh-huh. 1997, and let's talk about mm-hmm. 2017, you know, in case that year exists. But on one little bet, Matthew, in 2017, we're going to have a big week starting tonight. Uh, we're finishing up Nitro Reaction this Wednesday. We've got prime time this Saturday night, folks, in Waukesha. 
House of Hardcore presents Blizzard Brawl. Tommy Dreamer and the boys bring the show to Waukesha, Wisconsin, uh, probably the biggest show in the Midwest of the year, always the first Saturday of December. I think we're on number 14 now. Does that feel right? Does it feel like it's 14? Wow, that, that sounds pretty close. I've seen all but one. Every Blizzard Brawl but one. So make sure you're getting on down there. Uh, I think Candice Michelle is going to be down there. I know that uh, looking over the card, I know Al Snow is going to be there. Swaggle will be there. Uh, who else? Is, uh, do you recall who's going to be on the show? Oh, Austin Aries. Making yeah, his first I believe in Austin West. Aries, yeah. MVP, uh, the Spirit Squad. Yep. Can you don't? You've got a whole host of – I thought I saw Carlito on the card. Too. Am I wrong? Yep. Yep. No, Carlito is on the card. Um, Abyss, I believe, is on the card. It's it's a yeah. it's a star-studded event. Yeah, I spit that in the face of people who don't want to be cool. Carly's music was the best. I loved it. Pretty cool. I spit in the face of people that don't want to be cool. I could do that all night. So, folks, again, if you're not doing anything and you're in the Midwest, come on up. It will be a hot show. Uh, last year, what was our house? I think it was like 2,500 something like that. Oh, wow. I mean, it was a hot show. Matthew, you've been to one, right? What was that, two years ago? Yep, I've, I've been to one and possibly going to uh, a second this weekend if uh, if I can figure out a, a way back. That's right. Go on the Internet. Go find yourself some cheap flights. Get in. Let's party in Waukesha this Saturday night, greater Milwaukee area, for the biggest show of the Midwest of the year. It's happening right here in the greater Milwaukee area. So for Matthew Thomas, I'm the man to call me that. Make sure you check us out this Saturday night. We've also got prime time on Wednesday. We've got a lot of stuff going on. For Matthew, I'm Meathead. So long, everyone. <laughs>